So, Berto, it's the end of another year on this planet, another rotation around the sun. Well, ro- on the flat Earth, you mean. Right. Another, well, right. So, an- another, well, how does that work? How do they work? Another, another <laughs> cycle. How do they measure time on the flat Earth? Yeah. What I, is a year defined as? 365 point. Days, but how's a day defined? Oh, simply. Well, because the, the, Earth, the Earth rotates around the disk. It, or it doesn't rotate it like. Hovers the over the sun rotates. Uh, the hovers. Yeah. The sun does a circle like a halo. What I don't understand about that is why you eventually can't. Why does it get dark then? Because it's like a spotlight. Uh, oh, sun. I see. It's not, and there's no umbra, or like the umbra is really dim or something. Right. But I can't even see it as a star in the distance. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Because it, oh, it's opaque on the sides. Well. <laughs> right. In order for in order for that to make physical sense, th- there would have to be like a curtain, like a physical curtain. This is Oakham's nightmare, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's review 2017. What do you say? Let's let's do it. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. Who are you, Berto? My name is Humberto Castaneda, and I test Halloween masks. So 2017, let's review. Like, what news stories do you remember big? Oh, my God. Um, let's see. We had an inauguration yeah. of some sort. Yeah. That was highly, <laughs> that was heavily attended, by the way. Heavily, he- unprecedented, like record-breaking. Yeah. And... I mean, there were so many news items related to that in the subsequent like weeks and months. Uh, a lot of famous tweets with nuclear undertones or overtones. Okay, um, you know there there was uh, big disasters like huge raging fires. Mm. Uh, there was a big um, the was there's flooding and there was oh there was also a huge earthquake in Mexico. Mexico, right? Um, hurricanes, hurricanes, unprecedented, like five hurricanes in a row or yeah. something. Irma, Harvey, Maria, and others. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh, and some famous deaths, uh, like. Uh, well, we'll get into that. In a okay, second, okay, okay. Other news stories. Let's see what else happened this year. Big, big, big news. Well, we had uh, episode seven. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we'll get into that. We'll get into yeah. movies and TV shows too. <laughs> Um, so let's just talk about news stories for, for news stories. Uh, oh, so you know they uh, they repealed. Um, sorry, they passed um, the tax law. Yeah, right. That's yeah. a big change. There hasn't been a big tax change in a long time. How long? I don't, since Bush. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. <laughs> but I mean, but you know, that's already twenty years, maybe. Um, Not twenty. Well, Eight, I think 16. I think it just depends on what we mean by large tax years. changes, you know. Yeah, and and I think periodically, ten every ten twenty years or something. Yeah, there's another change, you know. And so, yeah, yeah it's a change. Kofefe, Kofefe, uh, the, the the shooting in Las Vegas. Oh gosh, the shootings! The shooting at the Texas church. Yes. Uh, Merriweather versus McGregor. Mayweather. <laughs> May- Mayweather, sorry. Yeah, that was big. Uh, sexual harassment. Oh, right. What are, like crazy stories. Yeah. Like that all start, started, it seems like a long time ago, but that was September, October. Yeah. It's it's recent. Right. It was uh, a big whirlwind. The eclipse. The eclipse, right. Which I went to. And you... I I went... You I were partially, close. I 99%, no, I 95% went to. Which I have to say, and I think I told you this... 
seeing a 95% eclipse is like seeing a 3% eclipse. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it doesn't, you, like, when I heard about 95%, like, some people are like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm pretty close to totality. I'm gonna see like 95%. And I'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. When I saw the transition from 95 to 100, it was, Night and day. Uh, literally. You're such an elitist. You're like, until you have seen 100%. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, it was like, because when it was 95, you couldn't look at it. You still, it needed, still, super you still yeah. needed glasses. And yeah. it was still basically day, daytime. Yeah. You know, it was, it was it's just dark, but a little darker, yeah. like, a sun, like a cloudy day or something. Yeah. But when it goes totality, it's nighttime. Yeah. You see the stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it is crazy. Yeah. And it's scary. Like, it is... Um, it is... I, I was kind of scared, even though I fully understand what is happening. <laughs> but you know? could imagine how ancient cultures would hold eclipses in, like, this super mystical right. regard. Because... The sun is so bright that as the moon is catching up to the sun, I think that's how it works. I think the I think the moon overtakes the sun or something. As the moon is as they're approaching each other, you don't see the moon. I thought I would see because you know when you, there's a new moon, yeah, um, kind of, and you just see a sliver of a very sliver crescent. Yeah, you know, you see the sun and then sort of off by about 30 degrees, you'll see the, you'll see the moon there and you can almost see the backside of the moon because you got earth shine bouncing off. And so it's a sphere in the sky you can see. And I thought I would see that. I thought as, as the moon got close, you would, you would see them together, but you don't. Because the sun drowns The sun's so bright. Like you just see the sun. And then all of a sudden the, the sun just starts to disappear. And I would imagine in ancient times, um, or even just a hundred years ago or something, you know, you didn't have filters that you could look at the sun safely, right? Yeah. And you wouldn't necessarily know unless you were an, an, an Aztec or something. So you're sitting there one day, randomly. You yeah. don't know there's an eclipse. You didn't read the morning internet news. Right. And you're in the field. Yeah. And you notice it starts getting a little dark, but maybe it's clouds, so you might yeah. not even look up. Right. And, and from, you wouldn't look up because the sun is so yeah. bright. And from one moment to the next... Boom. Everything goes dark. And there's a hole in the sky. And you are like, oh, it's the end of the world. Yeah. And it looks like a hole. The other thing I thought I would see was a celestial body in front of the sun. You know what I mean? Like, I I thought I'd be like, it's the moon in front of the sun. But that is not, you can't, it is a black, inky abyss. Yeah. And... All you, it looks like a hole. It it really does. It looks like a black abyss in the you sky. You see, like the corona around it. Yeah. So the only thing to you could you could have possibly yelled in those ancient cultures in that moment would be Kafefe. <laughs> uh, also, you have the white nationalist rally in Charlottesville, and the was tra- that big news? I guess it was tra- big. News. Yeah, it was a huge deal. Uh, Women's March back in January, and uh, uh, SJWs ruining Star Wars. Exactly. Uh, and Rick and Morty, right? You have the United Airlines passenger being dragged off of the flight. Oh, that was yeah, that was crazy footage. Yeah, the bombing in Manchester, the oh. Ar- Ariana Grande concert. Oh, that's right. And then there was all the uh, acquitted cops. Yeah, there were several acquitted cops this year, right? And new shootings, right? So that's like Philando Castile, yeah, 
and uh, who else? So it's not even one news item. It's like this. It's sort of like the sexual harassment stuff. Yeah. It's a it's a whole year of uh, maelstrom. Yeah. It's not good. You have the U.S. withdrawing from the Paris Climate Agreement. (gasps) Oh God, that's all this year. That's crazy. You have ISIS actually losing ground in Syria. Yeah. Right. You have the observation of gravitational waves of two neutron stars colliding. And you have the Cassini-Huygens probe plunging into Saturn and and suiciding. Incredible. So any other things you can think of? Um, Let's see. There were some firsts in the world of machine learning, Um, like they beat – uh, chess now with machine learning. So, you know, chess, they had beat chess brute force before with the Deep Blue. Mm-hmm. They beat Kasparov. But this is now using uh, the machine learning methods they used to beat Go. And now, it, within 24 hours, an AI trained itself to beat the best AI programs in the world that had been programmed in the traditional methods. <laughs> yeah, it's, funny. it's funny. It's like the new marker is not beating humans, but beating, <laughs> right. beating the previous AI <laughs> right. who beat the humans. Yeah. And that's cray-cray. Uh, they also, um, you, you know, there were some some markers of progress, but they're a lot more subtle in the fields of uh, speech understanding. Uh, but in it, in it, it's, a, it's a year that was big for machine learning. Okay. So... As I'm sure previous years. Yeah, and it's one of those things that's building on itself. Yeah. So for for several years now, we will see new firsts. Um, SpaceX day. seemed to make some. They progress. made a, a successful landing of the landing of the rocket. Right. Um, we made how how many episodes do you think uh, we I uh, and we made this this past year? How many? Just this year? Yeah. What, I mean, no. you make like seven a day, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you make a lot alone. Yeah. Um, And with other people. I'm going to say like 150. 180. 180. That's crazy. That's like every other day, which which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because, uh, I mean, I guess on a normal week, I'm releasing three and then occasionally I'm releasing four. So I guess that makes sense. Well, like, yeah. But like an episode, basically... Four episodes a week, you know, three, three and a half episodes. Yeah, that content. (laughs) Uh, uh, One of the very first episodes we made in 2017 was about uh, John Brookshaw, who was a listener to the podcast. He died actually. Oh wow! And so he had a a drug overdose, accidental probably, and so he died. Talked about narrative therapy, EMDR. I'm just sort of going over some of the highlights, (laughs) some of the notable episodes. We started analyzing. We had three episodes on Black Beer. We had a like a massive one on the Beatles. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, Marlon Brando, birth order, astrology, paraphilias, and sex fetishes. Right. The landmark forum critique that Ooh, that gets a lot controversial. of controversial. It gets a lot of YouTube hits. That one. Yeah. Uh, combating Scientology. I talked with this one guy. Interesting guy. Debating feminism. I debated feminism with some guy. I don't know if you listen to that episode. There's a number of episodes in which clients were kissing their therapists and therapists were abusing their clients. Like this was a year in which I really dove into a lot of uh, listener and patron stories regarding sexual assaults, essentially, or unethical behavior by therapists. My favorite one of the year was the antipsychodynamical psychosis psychotropicos. That th- did you listen to that one? <laughs> no, but I saw the title. Oh. I was like. 
What the? Was that even? This was this year, wasn't it? January. Yeah, that was anti psychodynamic <laughs> instructors. So yeah. instructors who hate psychodynamic theory. I, I'm sure it made a lot of sense, but it was a funny long title, you know. <laughs> uh, we did a lot of episodes on Game of Thrones, Cersei Lannister, uh, the Hound, and other uh, Theon Greyjoy diagnosing Game of Thrones. Um, we actually this year got a lot of press around my Game of Thrones um, right. episodes. Right, you had and, the, the article was written about... Right, in the Business Insider, yeah. I think. Um, 13 Reasons Why, S-Town, Victor Frankel. Oh, S-Town was this last year, yeah. Yeah, How to Get Into a Psychology Program. We did an episode on Eternal Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Pass-Aggressive Personality Disorder. Munchausen by Proxy or Factitious. Uh, Is that like when you watch the Baron Munchausen and then tell someone about it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, exactly. Um, Baron Munchausen by proxy. Um, Donald Winnicott, we talked about Michelle Carter being guilty, found guilty. Oh, right. Uh, for manslaughter, I'm thinking. Um, Orchid Children, repressed memories of the documentary on Netflix called The Keepers. Have you seen that yet? The Keepers? It's pretty good. No, I haven't. Um, but I remember I was talking about the crime one, the serial Making killer. a murder? No, no, the... Serial killer show. Oh, Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Right. Uh, we talked about borderline complex PTSD. I interviewed someone about child protective services in which she used to work for child protective services, and she had one of her kids get killed by her oh by the parent. Uh, I talked about hypochondria with your with your butt butt uh, worms that you thought were happening in the toilet. Wait, might they still be happening? <laughs> Uh, racism being a mental illness. Revoking- <laughs> and that I, I told you the other day, by the way, it almost happened again for a second. Same, same exact thing. Like I had thrown the floss in the toilet the night before <clears throat> and I was, you need to stop doing that. That's why there are huge clogs in the, but in it's the- all natural. Like it's not plastic. It's, it's not, no, it's like, the, it's the tape floss. It's all just like cotton or whatever. Oh, it, so it breaks down. Yeah. Are you sure? I'll double check, but I buy it at Whole Foods. How long does it take to break down is the question. It looks like a fucking worm by 24 hours later. <laughs> but but it almost caught... Well, okay, you're right. I probably shouldn't do it. But, but for a second, I almost felt that fear again because I looked and I'm like, what? Oh, right, right. I mean, y- you have a garbage can in your bathroom, right? I, I do. So, But the floss is so awkward to put in the garbage can Yeah, because it's all stringy and... And so, just think about like a fish or a crab getting caught on that thing. You know what I mean? How? Ah, but this isn't a a, a six pack plastic thing. You know, <laughs> uh, emotion focused therapy, psychodynamic therapy, applied behavioral analysis. We had Elizabeth on the show for that. Uh, talked with uh, Michael Drain about the Evergreen State College debate. Um, I got a lot. I get a lot of heat for that episode. We did all those episodes where you wouldn't let me talk and you cut me off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> did an episode about how I cut you off. Uh, we talked about gender neutral pronouns and Jordan Peterson. Oh yeah. We talked about pe- pedophilia, sexual orientation. Did I talk with you about that? We had a conversation about it, but I, I don't remember if it's that you were saying that you had had that episode, and then we got on the topic, okay. or if I was on that episode. Uh, Self sabotage, sex therapy. Time Management, Dirty John, Dirty John, Harvey Weinstein, me publishing a book, Coaching versus Counseling, uh, Pickle Rick, Char- Charles Pickle Manson, Rick. Stranger Things 2, Culture Bound Syndromes, Tommy Wiseau, All right. and Star Wars. Okay, so let's talk about movies of this year. 
What 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 Big are some movies this year? What are some notable movies this year? Okay, so right off the top of my head, Mother. Yeah, Mother. <laughs> mother exclamation point. Which so many? I mean, such a polarizing movie. Like one of my buddies finally watched it, and I get a text message and it says, "If I hadn't watched the room, knowing that it was supposed to be, or that you know that we were going to make fun of it and stuff like that, but I watched the room after watching Mother." I would actually think The Room was a better made movie or something like that. He's like, he hated Mother. Oh, yeah. A lot of people hated it. He thought it it was the worst thing ever. So, anyways, that was hilarious. So, we did the Mother one. uh, Or, sorry. Mother came out. How to get rate. You got to rate every movie you talk about. Oh, so for me, that one was a nine. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I think I gave it a seven or an eight. I really liked it. Oh, a seven. I gave it a seven. Uh, Obviously, episode seven. Yeah. Or is it seven or eight? Eight. Oh, episode eight, right. Episode eight, which I gave, what did I give it? A seven, I think. Okay. What did you give that one? I gave it an eight. An eight. Yeah, I really liked it. I There were moments where I was a little pulled out, but not too bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I guess if it hadn't had the casino sequence, it would have rated a lot higher for me, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, pretty much the casino sequence while I, I mean, the whole thing is, is rating a movie is complicated because it it's hard, you know, when I go to see movies like this, I see it opening night with friends. Um, the crowd is there. I've been waiting. Yeah. You know, there's it, there's a so vibe. It's a big adrenaline rush. Right. If I wasn't a huge Star Wars fan and I watched this movie like six months from now on my laptop, mm-hmm. that's a different experience. A different, you know, yeah. like like when I saw Episode Seven, I had. Uh, for the first time, I had watched episode four, five, and six in one theater right. with all these super nerds, <laughs> and then and then seven just came on right after that. So you were right? like, ah! And so my the, the orgasmic experience yeah. I had watching seven. Now you had an O face the whole time, pretty much. And so if, but if I just evaluated that movie like prob- like in the grand scheme of like movies or even star wars movies am i gonna put that one super high well actually i think i still do <laughs> you still do but not not as not high as n- i numero uno yeah anyway so what other movies um oh but but wait uh i didn't give oh yes i did okay never mind so uh other movies that came out oh that the big um Gal- guardians of the galaxy 2 right and the civil what, war what number would you give that um, uh, Guardians. Oh, I gave that one like a seven. Yeah, I gave it a seven too. Yeah, I liked it, James Gunn. But uh, the first one, I would have given a like an eight point five or nine. Yeah, I think I gave that yeah. one a nine. Yeah, yeah. It was one of my favorite movies for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else? There were many superhero, like there were uncountable superhero movies. There was Justice League. And what's your number for that? Oh, Justice League, I would give it a seven as well. Oh, really? I thought you would have given it higher. I, but, thought, I thought you really liked that I one. really did like it, but I have to compare it to movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, D- Zack Snyder, yeah, I gave it a six. I, I thought that it, you know, in terms of entertainment value, that I thought it was, you know, a, a solid rental, you know? Like, the only superhero movies that I would give higher than, like, an eight... Would, I mean, what would they be actually? Like, well, the first, maybe the Dark, Dark yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy and Dark Knight, Dark Knight, yeah. But those movies, especially Dark Knight, is like that movie goes beyond being a superhero movie. 
But it is a superhero movie. But it is a superhero movie. You're right. So there are few and far between that I would rate super high. Really? So you don't have a Marvel movie as an eight? Because like I think Guardians. That... Guardians. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Guardians is my highest Marvel movie. What about the first Iron Man? Or I really liked it, but, you know, it's probably an eight. Okay, so an eight. An eight, yeah. Okay. What other movies from this year? Okay, uh, let's see. Um, what did I see? Oh, yeah, so independent movies. There were a few really great ones. But I can't remember any of them. <laughs> well, I'll list. I got a list here. So, have you seen Darkest Hour? Probably not. No, it's about um, uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah, his, I know what it is, but I have Winston seen it. Churchill. It's great. I gave it an eight. Um, I could have demoted it to a seven because it's not. It's it's a it's almost like a recreation, right? It's not it's not trying to be anything more. Like, did you see Lincoln with no. the Steven Spielberg movie? It it's. It, Darkest Hour is is almost kind of like it lacks um, sensationalism, shall we say? You know, it's it's trying to show you like a, a, a like a week in the life of, of Winston Churchill, essentially, sure. and it's pretty subtle. And in that way, it's sort of like The Crown. Have you seen The Crown, the TV no. show? Great TV show. Um, and I really liked it, so I gave it an eight. Coco, do you see Coco yet? No, <laughs> you got to see that movie. I know. It is it is really good. I gave it an eight. I could even bump it up to a nine. It's it's very good in terms of entertainment, tear jerking moments, the the detail, the story, the characters. Uh it's just Coco is is, oh, is amazing. I saw Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Oh, is this a, <laughs> is this a horror movie? Yeah. Um, I would rate that one at least a five. Uh, Spielberg, the documentary <laughs> that came out this year, it's um, on, right. Uh, I yeah. think it's on HBO. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's pretty good. <clears throat> I gave it a seven. Very interesting, um, documentary. I saw the, the Jim Carrey documentary. Right. That one was, uh. What number would you give that? That was so interesting. I would give it an eight, an eight probably. Yeah, I gave it a seven. Directed, yeah. directed by Chris Smith, Jim and Andy, the great beyond. Jim and Andy, yeah. Um, oh, and uh, the Room movie, Disaster Artist. Disaster Artist. That I I would get. That was so entertaining. Yeah. Like um, I don't know, eight point five maybe. Yeah, I gave it an eight. You and I are having very similar ratings here. Yeah. James Franco directed it. Yeah, Disaster Artist is. It's. I think you have to watch the Room. You have to be familiar with the room, and you kind of have to have a have a love for the room. I to think fully. Inter- but yeah. I did hear people that saw it that liked it and hadn't seen it so i don't know but you're right in uh, general i think you're right yeah i think there a netflix tv movie called a christmas story live it was a did you have you seen this no it was it was a i can't remember what channel it was on but it was a is that it, bill murray thing no no i don't think so bill murray had a christmas bill murray special. did one last year yeah oh, okay. so it's similar to that but it was they basically took a stage play a christmas story the musical and made it into a TV show. Oh. And it was live. And Weird. I kind of liked that. I gave it a six. Uh, American Assassin. Did you see that? Ye- wait a minute. Michael wait a minute. Keaton. Yes, I did. What number would you give that? American Assassin. If I, it, it, the, It's this kid, and Michael Keaton's like the trained yeah. badass. And there's a woman. They travel around the they world. They travel around the world. There's a lot of fight sequence. It's sort of like, uh, like Born Identity or something. Yeah. Did I like it? I did. Li- I did enjoy it, but there was something about it that didn't wow me. I didn't like it. I gave it a four. I, I it it had its moments, but 
for the most part, I, I was rolling my eyes. I thought, on, on yeah, right. And I thought the twists were so dumb. Yeah, it was it was badly written. The I, you know the fact that I can barely remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, to the bone about eating disorder. Uh, woman in, on Netflix movie. I gave a six Yikes. out of ten. Is it like uh, she is she the one with the eating disorder? Yeah. Okay. Pretty pretty accurate for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not completely. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. <laughs> Did you see it? No. I liked it. I gave it five. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, uh, directed by a French guy, Luc Besson. Oh, yeah. Luc Besson from The Fifth Element. Right? Yeah. Um, I gave it a five out of ten. I might even give it a six out of ten. It was hated like by the critics. Really? but But I think it's because... I think critics hate movies that have a lot of hype around it that don't really deliver, you know? Mm. And if I watched this just recently, it was months after it had come out. So I got the DVD from Netflix and watched it. And because that's how you watch movies is you, (laughs) you, you rent. I don't know if you know, there's this thing called DVDs. The D, D, V, Belvive DeVoe? Yeah. And and you put it in your DVD player. Anyway, that's um, weird. But yeah, I thought there were moments where I was like, wow, this is actually fun and kind of a, a, a different sci-fi feel oh. um, and an interesting premise and some very interesting tech that they okay. show. And But the problem is the central characters are this, this, this very young woman and very young man who are supposed to be like the two best detectives or mm. the two best like action. They're sort of like action detectives, right? They're not just like detectives, but they're also like good with guns and fighting I and see. thinking their way through tough situations. And, right. and they um, are supposed to, be, it's based on an, on an so they, old French <clears throat> uh, comic book, actually. They're 80s detectives. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, it's like lethal weapon. <laughs> right. Right. And in space with a man, with a very young, attractive couple. I see. And the guy is constantly sexually harassing her, trying to get her to date him. And she keeps refusing. And he just keeps at it until at the end she kind of gives in. Spoiler alert. Spoiler! But the, um, and the way that Besson directed these two actors, Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne, I don't know how to pronounce it. But anyway, um, it, he basically directed them to be very deadpan, you know, almost okay. kind of like Neo from the Matrix, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's just like dead. And I think that was a huge mistake that, you know, because arguably the whole half of the story, if not most of the story, is this interaction between the two characters oh, and the way they react to the world and stuff. Right. And they're basically like robots. And, oh. and it's just like, it just comes across. Like in, in The Fifth Element, like... Tons um, of personality, right? Even with um, with Bruce Willis's character, yeah. like you know, you can you get a sense for what's happening in his head, yeah. you know. Um, anyway, <clears throat> Lady Bird, which you haven't seen yet. Oh, oh, uh, but uh, of course, I should Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner. What number would you give that? That's a tough one, man. I really enjoyed it, but it's so long. Denis Villeneuve. Uh, I would give it a nine. Great. I gave it an eight. I could have bumped it up to a nine too, but I demoted it from an, it was a nine visual and a nine in terms of like delivering on a sequel essentially. Yeah. And being very 
good sequel to an 80s movie. Yeah. Um, But I demoted it to an eight because I didn't really understand the story that well. All right. Yeah. I feel I felt that way, too. And so I'm probably artificially bumping it in retrospect. Um, I will say, I think we talked a little bit about this. For me, the original Blade Runner, I don't hold it in as high regard as some critics do. Yeah. I mean, if it's sort of like with Empire Strikes Back. When we were in the 80s, these were arguably some of the best sci-fi movies that yeah. were that had been ever made at right. that point. And when you're 15 or 10 watching these movies, it's just like, oh, my God. You know? right. so, and, and the, the rewatchability in the 80s and early 90s is there, you know? Yeah. But you watch Empire or the original Blade Runner today, and there are sequences where you're like, oh, my God, this is – this is a terrible sequence, you know, <laughs> and like they should have taken this out. It's like really bad. Um, and you know, empire has, um, you know, sequences in it that are just like, you're just like, what are you, you know, why are we here when oh, they're, weird. when, when they're in the space slug, for example, you know? Right. Uh, it's like, oh, okay. So, so that's a similar scene. There's this other movie from the 80s called uh, Empire Strikes Back that is flawless to this day. But that scene you're describing sounds a little like that one. <laughs> right. So, and, and when you rewatch, which I did recently, the original Blade Runner, there's, it's, some of it is just really long and drawn out. Well, and part of my problem is I never watched Blade Runner when it came out. Oh. And when I tried to watch it in high school and college, it was always at... It was hilarious. It was usually after a night of going out with friends, and somehow the topic would come up, and and like this disbelief. You've never watched Blade Runner, and so like two a.m. in the morning, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it, and we put it in, and then of course I would fall asleep. So I I seriously tried to watch that movie probably five different times, <laughs> fell asleep every time, and I finally finally watched it all the way through, just r- not too long ago, right, like a few years ago. And uh, didn't it get re-released, right? It got re-released in the theater at some point. Yeah. Anyways, I finally saw it, but it was the... Um, oh, yeah, it got re-released this year, in fact. They, they were playing it at Central Cinema. Okay. But it was the theatrical release on top of it at all, which well, was not as good as the director's cut. Well, and I'm... That's debatable okay. because the... It, there's all this talk about... There's... I think Blade Runner, if... Either I heard an exaggeration or I heard someone actually accurately saying that there are dozens of okay. of cuts oh, okay, okay. of edits. And I've seen a number of them and none of them are th- okay. that different. It's not like there's right. not like there's a cut out there where it's just like, oh my God, this is night and day. You know, it's just right. like yeah, there's some added elements, but So, you know, I mean I love the aesthetics yeah. and I love some of the acting and certainly conceptually the so theme. ahead of its time, the, yeah, theme, the theme, all these things. But there are some very Slow and not just slow as in well, but it's artistic. There's some passages that could have really used a little adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the time, for it, it was just eons beyond its right. years, I, it, and it really took another twenty to thirty years for sci-fi to catch up right. to Blade Runner. You know, in terms of the style and the and the the mode and the vision of the future. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, anyway. So let's take a break, and when we get back, let's continue talking about 2017 movies. What do you say? Yep. All right, we're back from the break. If you haven't become a patron of the podcast yet, do so. Go to Patronize. Pa- go to, go to patreon.com. 
become a patron of the podcast. And when you, when you become a patron, you can fall asleep at night knowing that you are doing something good for the world by supporting this podcast. You're helping. <laughs> and also you get access to all of our premium episodes and we give money to charity out of that pool and blah, blah. Anyway. So are you guaranteeing that this is like a cure for insomnia? Exactly. Okay. Good call. Okay. So other movies. Uh, Lady Bird, I gave an eight. Greta Gerwig, uh, really loved Lady Bird. I hope it wins Oscars. That one's got a lot of buzz. Yeah, I want to see it. Yeah. Oh, wasn't the new Alien movie that was this year, that this yep. last year? Yeah. What was it called? Um, it wasn't uh, Prometheus because that was the prequel. Yeah. What What would you get? Did you see it? Yes, Coven- I Covenant. did. Covenant. Covenant. Ridley, Alien Ridley, Covenant. Ridley Scott, Fastbender. Um, I really hated it. <laughs> so what number would you get? Oh, man. It looked gorgeous. It looked. Yeah. Beautiful. So if I was rating the looks, I'd give it a nine. Yeah. But overall, because of the story, I'd give it like a five or something. So overall, a five. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a six for the same reason. They, they're were moments and visuals and the feel of it that I was like an eight. I was like, man, this is, this is, I mean, overall I was glad I saw it in the theater. You yeah. Know I mean? And I love Fassbender and I can't yeah. get enough of some of those scenes, but, the but the story I- was so convoluted. Like, like, can you summarize the plot? No. And, and, and worse than that, uh, the whole, the first alien they go down to the planet and they're wearing all this protective gear and they look like astronauts, right? In this one, they go down to this foreign alien planet they know no information about. They just start walking. They're not wearing around. anything. Yeah. They're breathing in all the air. They're eating everything. And I'm like, okay, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. And so I, it just took me out of the suspension of disbelief right, it, it's right like, off the bat. Um, what was that Nolan movie in space, Interstellar? Interstellar. The, there were, whether or not it's accurate or not, there's a certain attention to detail that makes it feel like oh this this might be what it yeah. would look like you know what i mean like, like 2001 yeah right <laughs> the professionalism of people who do technical work you yes. know what i mean whereas alien covenant looked like a bunch of like reality tv stars <laughs> wandering around in the wilderness exactly. you know what i mean exactly and you got like i think the alien movies progressively got that way yeah. But I really was hoping he would bring it back because the first one wasn't like that. They, well, they had, if you remember, like... There, there wasn't w- much opportunity for it to go either way because it was such a limited scope That's movie, fair. You yeah. know what I mean? That's fair. Um, but yeah, the first one is amazing. Um, the second like, second one is similar to Empire and um, and Blade Runner in that... People talk about aliens like it's you know the best movie. Of all yeah, time. but if you rewatch, but if you rewatch it, there are some yeah. real rough moments. It's a fun movie. Yeah, but <laughs> but again, for the time, amazing. Right. The the action and the style and and the the gender. Uh-huh. I issue. wonder what T two would be like now if we watched it. So so similar thing. I've I've rewatched scenes from that and and I'm like, oh, this doesn't really hold up. I mean, it's still a great movie, but at the time, T two was considered it blew everyone's. Yeah, mind. It was considered like. The best movie that's ever been made. T two is was and T one for that matter. I, I T one still holds up actually in my mind. Actually, T one holds up better than oh T2. absolutely. And that I feel the same way about Alien versus Aliens. Right. And I think, and this is not uncommon. Limitations actually helped them in that regard. Right. Exactly. Um, not that and look. T two was amazing. And you can still admire the advancements they made in special effects and all that stuff. And it's good action. And you it's know? good action. But story-wise, pacing, and like you're saying, just like the grittiness, and and you can still watch both Alien and 
Terminator today. And, and sure, there'll be some scenes where you're like, look at that computer screen or look at but, but overall, you'll feel the movie. Right. Some of the other movies, and I haven't seen a lot of these recently, but you'll watch them and you'll be like, ew. <laughs> I think Bill Paxton is in both Aliens. T1 and Aliens. T2 or T1? T1. What is he doing? T1. He's, I think Bill Paxton is one of the guys that, um, that Arnold Schwarzenegger takes away the clothes of. Mm. Remember, so Arnold's naked, and he comes. Oh, really? He comes on these. He's these, one of the bar people. This, no, the street punks. You're thinking T two. Oh, okay. So in T one, he's naked, and he comes upon in these a, these a, punks with like with like mohawks oh, and okay. stuff. Eighties punks. Yeah. That's why he's dressed in that kind of badass outfit. Uh, okay, okay. For whatever reason. These Terminator robots always like to go to places where people dress badass. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, if like Arnold, one of the Arnold Schwarzenegger robots, time travels next to like a an Abercrombie and Fitch yeah, or something, right. or Wall and, Street, <laughs> and like comes out, yeah, with a three piece suit, <laughs> uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, directed by Martin McDonough. I gave an eight out of ten. I really liked it. Some people, this is another very. Uh, divisive movie in that mm-hmm. and I've had people email me because I did a whole episode about this movie I've had people email and say like oh no Kirk not you like you don't like this movie I hated this movie it's terrible really? so, yeah some people hate it I've heard podcasts oh, I want to see it but uh, I mean did, did you see In Bruges yeah yeah with Colin yeah Farrell Farrell did you yeah. see did you see Seven Psychopaths yes did you like that yeah. Then you should like Three Billboards. The same guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a similar kind of tone in that it's kind of dark and. Takes... I wonder is is oh sorry go ahead go ahead is it do you were there a lot of I don't want to interrupt you all the time I, but I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to blow you off the way I do all the were time. a lot of the complaints maybe that because his movies wait t- so moving on <laughs> his movies tend to not resolve you know right. what I mean. Is that some of the complaints? Exactly. Okay. So the way the movie ends, it is it's not it's Hollywood. Like, it's open ended, sort of. Yeah. Well, it's open ended, but the the moral message is unclear. I see. Yeah, that some people are really uncomfortable with that. Oh, like one of the one of the main complaints I saw against Mother, for example, uh, including from my friend that I was talking about, was that uh, some variant of oh they hit me over the head with the uh, metaphors. Right, right, and I've tried to explain that. Uh, to me, this wasn't a movie where he was trying to subtly place some metaphors. Right. He was literally doing an allegory of like the Bible story, yeah. and adding a female dimension to it that isn't there in the Bible. Uh, and and if you want to call that hitting me over the head, it's like well, okay, but but that's like saying that uh, Ro- uh, what's the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern hit me over the head with all these Hamlet references or whatever. Right, right. right. It's like, come on, well. What I say about Mother is that it it is a movie. One, you have to like Aronofsky. Like, if sure. if you haven't liked Aronofsky in the past, then you're really not going to like this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a style. It's like you know, if if you hate U two and you go to a U two <laughs> concert, and they put a song on your yeah, on your then iPhone. you're you're not going to like it. You know what I mean? So so that's one. It's a very particular style <laughs> that you and I really like. Yeah. I mean, Aronofsky is one of my favorite. I. I the Fountain is just right. this. I just not a lot of people even know about that movie. It's one of my favorites. That's the one you've told me to watch that I haven't seen. It, it's similar to this actually. Yeah. There's a lot of allegory, but it's okay. less crazy. If that makes sense. Al Gore's in it. Yeah, 
I never thought about that. I wonder if when people say allegory, he's like, huh? You know, because there's certain, there's certain words when people say it that that sound like my name. Is there a word like in the in the English language that sound that you like that that sounds like Umberto? Yeah, no, like or or Beto or something yeah. like like I'm gonna bet. Oh, wait a second. You better have my. You yeah. better have my yeah, money. Better just better. Bitch sort better of have my money. Anyway. um, the other thing is, is when I saw Mother, I saw it, I think, opening night, I think. And I had no idea. Yeah, I went in blind, too. So so the way this movie walks you through the discovery of what this movie becomes mm-hmm. is part of the experience. Yeah. And if you have any notion of, like, this movie's about an allegory or right. this movie's about, you know, Jesus Christ, or it's like... It'll probably ruin it because yeah. as you're watching the first, you know, seventy five percent, you're thinking, "Yeah, I know." Get to the point or something. Yeah, get. Yeah, <laughs> so what's the? You know, I already read the cliff notes. Now what's going to happen? Right. I was watching it <laughs> thinking it was real. It was sort of it, thinking the story yeah. was based in reality. You know, same here. And, and so when it started to spin out of control, I was like, "Wait a second. And so I was sort of catching up with the the twists and what was happening earlier as the story was crescendoing. Now, I will say that as I we talked about this in a previous episode, that the 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 violent war scene went on way too long. You felt yeah, you felt that. I thought it was fine, but that see, I'm that's when you get into like subtle changes of opinion like right. yeah that scene could have been shortened. I didn't think that one line made sense. But I overall, thought, I really liked it and yeah. And I can also see, even if someone went in opening night and with an open mind, and even like Darren, Darren Aronofsky, I could see someone just not Still liking not this liking movie it. because it's such a weird movie. Like when I how, how yeah. could imagine this the the opposite here? This movie is universally loved by all Americans. <laughs> Does that make any sense? No, no. Yeah. So when I walked out of American Psycho, I felt this is a movie. I cannot really recommend to someone safely. Right. Because I can't say like have you you know have you seen any cool movie? Oh, you must see American Psycho. Yeah. You will love it. I there's a movie that came out this year that is that for me. It's Lego Batman. What? That came out this year? Yeah. Have you seen oh, that? I love Lego Batman. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I I whenever anyone's like, you know, any rec I say see Lego Batman. Lego Batman is it's, great. It's funny. It has all fast, the references. It's so but, amazing. But you don't have to you don't have to right. see the re- right. it's it's like a good story, has interesting characters. Somehow they make Lego people into interesting characters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I love the little. I got a ninth ab. I have so many abs. I have an extra ab, and you know, you see yeah. this little ab like pop out. You know, because you you saw the first Lego movie, right? right. And and he he was such a good character in yeah. that. They they were very smart to do the spinoff. Yeah, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, the remake. Did not watch it. Kenneth Branagh. Do I need to watch that movie? No, it's terrible. I gave it. Okay. A, I gave it a three out of ten. <laughs> Uh, the only reason why I didn't give it a one is because some of the scenes, some of the acting, and, and why do they make a movie like that? Well, I don't know, but who, who got together? All these people, all these experienced people. Yeah, um, and one the story. If you know the original, you know that the story isn't all that complicated. <laughs> it's sort of like I could see how this movie back in the day was a big deal because it it was probably one of the first twisty uh, M. Night Shyamalan sort of endings. Sure. Where you're you're walking through this this uh, story thinking, you're trying to figure, essentially it's a murder mystery and you're yeah. trying to figure out who did it. 
and at the end there's this huge twist. But and, but it's, it's like I, sorry, and it makes sense. You're, the the twist yeah. isn't completely yeah. stupid. It's and, not aliens did it, right? <laughs> it's it's like oh interesting, and I think that. I think that Kenneth Branagh was hoping that would carry the day or something. But it's like Sherlock, the the Sherlock show on. Uh, imagine if if they literally just recreated the old stories, scene, you know, like scene by scene. Right. But instead, they add this like twist, like uh, not a twist in the sense of what the twist, but like a modern twist to it. Well, they add contemporary storytelling techniques yes. that keep us interested. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even when they did the, did you see all the Sherlock's? Uh, I know. Okay. No. How many episodes are there? There's four seasons. And, and, and only a few episodes per and season. And only a few. Se- uh, and I haven't seen season I saw, four. I saw the first season and really liked it. I think I started watching the second season and was like, eh, it's not as good as the first season. There's an episode at the end of season two or between season two and season three that um, this doesn't really give anything away, but it takes place in the past, like in 18 whatever's, you know, like oh, really? in the past past. And even in that episode, they still make it feel, it, it's not just watching like the the linear, you know, the, the, I love the Sherlock Holmes stories, but they still modernize the storytelling, like you're saying. And even when, they're, when it's taking place in the old. Uh, other movies from 2017, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, yeah. What would you give that? That was a seven. Yeah, I gave it a seven. Good. Taika Waititi. I might have even bumped it up to an eight, but uh, and people loved this one. I Thor mean, was beloved. The, yeah, Ragnarok. There were pe- fans and non-fans the, alike were saying it's it's the best Marvel movie ever made. Which is that I just can't get behind. And I watched it twice, and um, and it wasn't twice because I wanted to. It was twice because someone else wanted to go to it, and I had already seen it. But I was like, sure, let's go. But what I'll say is, I, in the second time through, I really solidified my position, which was, this is a, a very, very superficial movie. Right. And it's fun. It's a fun little roller coaster ride. Great punching and, and kicking and stuff. But there's not much depth to it at all. Right. That was, you know. All Eyes on Me, uh, which is about Tupac. It's like, oh. It's like a. A movie about his no, not a documentary. A movie oh. about his life. Uh, I gave it a four out of ten. There are see, there are scenes in this movie that are pretty great, but it is it is not compelling to me. There there are many scenes where I was just like, it felt like an after school special. Oh. At certain, certain but is it based on Tupac, like Tupac's it, it, it's real? It's real stories. Yeah, but it's acted. It's it's right. It's like. Um, you like know, uh, like any other biopic, it's a biopic. Yeah, what's what's the one that we loved? Um, NWA. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Big Sick. Have you seen that yet? I, I need to. I have not. If there's a movie any of you need to see, it's other than Lego Sick. Batman, it's The Big Sick. Yeah. The Big Sick is funny as hell. Yeah. It is. It's po- It's possibly the funniest movie of 2017. It, well, it that is, guy is the. Arguably the funniest one. Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, Zoe Kazan is great. Holly Hunter. Ray Romano is hilarious. Yeah, it is. Everybody loves him. It's funny. It's touching. It's interesting. It's a true story, too, which I didn't know until afterwards. But when you watch it, understand that this is like, this is a true story about Kumail Nanjiani. Oh. Like. What? Kumail Nanjiani. So I'll, I'll give the plot because it doesn't really give too much away. Kumail Nanjiani uh, 
meets this this girl and starts mm-hmm. to date, and then and she quickly develops like this really serious illness. Uh, illness. Yeah, and that's why it's called the Big Sick. Yeah, and her parents come to take care of medical stuff, and Kumail ends up sort of getting to know her parents. I see. And so, um, uh, and the writers of this screenplay were Kumail and the woman. She she ended oh. up she ended up surviving. You know the the spoiler the, alert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is kind of a spo- but you know it wouldn't be a comedy. I but anyway, the point is is that um, it's a true story about Kumail and the woman who wrote it. I see. And the woman who wrote it gave the part of herself to Zoe Kazan, okay. who is also a writer, director, actress. Anyway, uh, uh, I think K- Zoe Kazan is with um, uh, uh, what's his face? Oh my god! Anyway, uh, Fate and the Furious. Oh, right. Did you see that? Yeah. Not uh, so great. I no. really like the previous one, uh, Fast Eight or something. Yeah, I gave this one a four out of ten. It was okay. It was, you know, I, I watched it on an airplane. You could argue that I shouldn't have done that. But. I I did not enjoy this one much. I where like I said, I really did enjoy the previous one, which was a departure from like all those movies to me are like eh. Yeah, totally. But but the last one where they did the where what's his name had died, Paul Walker had died. I actually did like that one. Yeah, it was still I, not a very highly. It would have been like a six yeah, for me or something. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I, people love the crap out of those movies, and I and I guess I could see it, but I, I it's not. I feel it's so cartoony, and I never worry that anyone's going to get hurt. Right. Even though they're in the most ridiculous, it's sort of like watching James Bond. Like yeah. you never think James Bond is going to die. You don't. I'm always waiting for his. By the way, your scale is slightly different. No, it's it's a bit different than mine in that I think our upper end of the scale is similar. Although you're really really picky about nines yeah. and tens. But when you get to five, your stance is like I liked it. It's a five, right? Right. For me. A five is like, I didn't like it, but because I want to reserve a lot of pain slots at the bottom. <laughs> like, if I hand a three, it's like, you, sir, suck. Well, that's similar to me. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. like, <laughs> like a four is, don't watch it. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, actually, it's funny that you say that because for me, I've always felt my scale was bad in that way too. Because basically, if a movie sucks, it's one through four. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if a move so five six seven is like yeah good watch it you know and eight yeah. nine ten is like whoa amazing yeah, ridiculous movie. Um, but for that reason I I hardly give out any one through fours because one I avoid movies that I'm going to hate oh yeah you know what I mean because I read reviews and I sort of can tell if I'm going to like a movie and so it's just kind of funny because I if I really was trying to create space between. The ratings, I would, I would get three. Would be like, yeah, watchable. You right. know what I mean? I would reserve one and two for like movies you shouldn't watch. Anyway, like, like for for me, a one is uh, Grown Ups two. That's a one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, snatched with Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn. Did, what? Yeah, it's a Amy oh, Schumer. Oh, right. I did not see that. Um, it 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 was okay. I gave it a four. Um. I don't recommend watching it, but <laughs> there were moments where in the beginning, the first, I, if I snatched, I would recommend watching the first 15 minutes and yeah. then just turning it off. Uh, the Mummy with Tom Cruise. Oh, geez. Uh, did you see that? Yes, I did. What rating would you give that? I, I wanted to like it. I liked the idea that they were going to start the sequence of movies that were hearkening back to the mummy and the werewolf and the things. But 
It was not good. What number? I, uh, I'd give it a four. Yeah, I gave it a four as well. Uh, meaning that it, I don't recommend watching it, but it was, you know, as far as like a popcorn action movie, it's Oh, fun. look, I was in the theater and I, I, I had the fun you can have having a ride at a amusement park. Right. Not quite as much, but... <laughs> yeah. I'm curious what they do, because they're trying to create another Marvel universe. You yeah. Know? They're trying to create a DC, but they're, it's in this... I, they even have a name for it. It's called, like, Monsters and... Terrors and Monsters or something, because they're going to have, like, Frankenstein yeah. and uh, I just Dr. Felt Heckle, like Mr. Mr. Hyde. I felt his sidekick didn't work for me. Uh, the humor fell flat most of the time. The action sequences were predictable and, like, meh. And the thing I started getting really interested in is that they start showing all these hints of, like, the other world. And uh, and then wasn't um, – Gladiator was the bad guy, right? He was the Dr. Dr. Hyde or uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, or he wasn't Dr. the bad guy, sorry. He was the um, – Well, he, he was Dr. Jekyll and Dr. Mr. Je- yeah, but he wasn't the bad guy. He was, like, the no. curator. He was the, a good guy. He was, yeah. like, in charge of – right. Of like the Justice League in that world, yeah. you know. So I like again. I wanted to be excited about it, but the pieces didn't really fit great. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I'm curious as to where they go with this series yeah. because I feel like they made a movie to introduce a world rather than making a movie. If yeah. that makes any sense, and it, it's possible that they could turn this into something kind of interesting if they if they get good writers and directors, essentially. Yeah. Um, cause it had the elements. Now, one of the worst things about that, that movie was the, the villain. I, I didn't care about yeah. it. They had a lot of scenes focusing on her and a lot of time and effort spent. And the other thing is, is her, she was basically, she's a God, you know? Yeah. And, and so, and that's why I hate Thor. That's why I hate right. Wonder Woman. That's why I hate, you know, Superman. <laughs> and that's why I like Ant Man and and Spider Man <laughs> and Batman <laughs> and and well and Batman it, he's almost in God territory sometimes he's you know the gadgets that he can I, I guess I see your point yeah like like Ant Man when I watched Ant Man it was like um, especially for the first seventy five percent it's like you really or the first Iron Man for that matter you know I like feeling like. It's it's a real person that could be hurt, and they can't do anything they want. Whereas in the Mummy, the the evil woman, she seemingly could do anything she yeah. wanted to, and it just I just lose interest. I'm the, like, well, if you're a god, I don't know. I mean, yeah, well, you know, it's like, what are you going to do against gods? You know, well, that I I actually I, I do like some of that, but what I don't like is when you give me this, like you said, very very powerful villain. Who and then their intentions or their, what they're trying to do seems so unclear. Like right. what? Like what is your goal? Then right. you're just going to destroy everything. In some movies, they have handled it literally by saying, "Yes, I'm here to end it all." Right. And at least that's like, okay, you're the end of the world. Fine. Right. Like that's why I like Thanos, for example. Right. Because right. it's like all he is is a evil yeah. celestial thing and he wants the five gems for the you know yes. he ha- he wants the five gems for the gauntlet and it all makes and well, every and gem the, he gets he gets more powerful you know right and have you read the comic no cuz cuz it, it it makes i don't know if they're going to do this i doubt they're going to go this way in the movie but but it makes even more sense because the whole reason he's trying to do this is because he's in love with the entity death 
Ah. And death pays no attention to him. Ah. And he's trying to see if the more he destroys and kills, maybe she'll love him finally. So it's sort of like there's a reason there, you know? Is and, is What's-Her-Face death um, from Thor Ragnarok? No. Oh, no. Well, that'd be weird. Because if... I don't think she died. I, I th- We didn't really see her die. But that, no, that, but that's not the same entity. Because like oh. in the comics, this is a... Because she's kind of death in that. Yeah, but it's like the the death version, the Norse death or something. Right. In the comics, this is an entity that never speaks and is literally the universal death entity. Interesting. But but so whether or not you like that story, at least they give it a reason. Like, okay, here's yeah. one. But a lot of these uh, recent, like same thing with Suicide Squad and a lot of these is like, there's this all power, powerful evil entity. Yeah. And what do they want? Yeah. I'm just here because Right. I'm- so Suicide Squad had so much potential because right. the the Suicide Squad people none of them were gods. Right. And they were interesting. And they had they had in, you know Some of them, right? uh Sharpshot is that his name? Uh Deadshot? Dead Dead uh, Dead Eye something like that. <laughs> Will Will Smith. Yeah. His character, he's just a guy who's really good with guns. Yeah. You know. And but- actually I I liked his role Better than I have in a lot of his recent movies. Right. And, and then you have uh, the Joker's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, Harley Quinn. She's, what is she? She's just. And I like her She's too. just psychopathic. Right. You know? she, I liked her role and her as well. Right. And so that movie, if they, I, okay, let's just rewrite the script right now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Don't have the Joker appear. Just, no. Just keep, and maybe get rid of. The guy who does fire, maybe yes, overpower. Um, like get him, get him down to like just the like the four. You had you had Deadshot or whatever the Will Smith. Like you don't kill the Quinn. guy you killed off and bring him in. <laughs> you you had a a rock guy, right? Don't you have a big guy? Yeah, and you have the 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 Australian boomerang guy. Yeah, the boomerang <laughs> guy, right? And so, yeah. no, get rid of the boomerang guy. <laughs> And just and maybe add maybe add a couple other sort of. Well, what's hilarious? Do you remember that at the end when they throw the thing? Yeah, you would think it would be the boomerang guy throwing the thing, but it's not. It's it's the rock guy throwing the thing. Right, and so and then um, in that same same plot, you know, they're in prison, they're bad guys, and they need them to go after. And the government comes to them and says, you know, we have a job for you. And don't make the bad guy one of them. No, that's retarded. No, just make. Don't say that word. Uh, You know, it's like. Just make it a straight-up story where the government is legitimately looking yes. for something good, and they're like, we want to hire you to do something, but we're really unsure. Now, there's a lot of the similar antics that could have been played out better. And don't make it a goddess that they're up against. Right. Make it like a Lex Luthor kind of yeah. character or something. And and they have to work together, is it, which is kind of how they end up working out the plot in the end, right? Right. And, and keep it to that story. You know, yep. and 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 keep it to one villain, like because in Suicide Squad, don't they like, don't they like battle a whole yeah, other yeah, villain, a whole bunch of stuff. And the other thing that they didn't take advantage of is show me why it had to be these people and not really highly trained soldiers. Because you told me, well, we don't want to lose highly trained. I get it, but you could control the highly trained soldiers a lot better. So I want to see things like, well, but these guys are willing to do things that the highly trained soldiers are not going to do. Right. Well, like, show like, me some of that. Right. Like maybe the U.S. government is like, you're going to have to break into Russian, yeah, like a Russian um, uh, camp. Con- consulate, whatever. You know, You're going to break every law known to And we can't have, and it would be a political incident if yes. we had Americans do that. So we're 
hiring you and and no one's gonna and if you get caught you're just villains doing villainy we, we are here to work on script now for dead uh suicide squad two and three and four whatever you want and and tell me what you think i think again with uh the mummy with suicide squad with um the first dc with the previous dc movie not justice league but uh the the uh, Batman, 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 Superman. The the problem with these scripts is these studios are. It's sort of like in football, American football, when a receiver is about to catch the ball on a long bomb. Okay, mm-hmm. and one of the things you are trained to do is catch the ball first, then run. Okay, okay. but one of the things that a lot of guys do is they get greedy. And they th- they think I'm gonna I'm gonna catch this and I'm gonna get a touchdown. I see. And so before they actually catch the ball, they're already looking for the line. They're already looking toward the touchdown, and they drop the ball, even though the uh, ball is so easily catchable. It happens a lot. Like a guy's wide open, and it's just like guaranteed six points. So it's like focus on the catch. Focus on the fucking catch. And if you happen to get a touchdown, then great. And so in these movies, it's like, focus on the fucking story. Right. And if you happen to set up other stories, great. great. But movies are stories. They're, that, not, they're right. not introductions. And that's what happened with episode eight, where if they had focused just on the story, we wouldn't have had to feel like they added this, they grafted on this casino sequence. Right, which seemingly is something that they're yeah. trying to set something right. up, right? Um, all right, Baywatch. Did you see that? <laughs> that came out. Yeah, Dwayne, was that with The Rock? Dwayne Johnson and Zac Efron. No, I did not see that. Was it funny? I th- yeah, it's, it has funny moments. It's it's. I gave it a five. Okay. It 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 definitely has a a decent story. It definitely has some funny moments. It's total like adolescent humor, <laughs> and there's a lot. You know, it's Baywatch, so you have a lot of people running up and down the beaches and they make fun of it too they they like they like sort of make fun of that um there it was it's sort of self-aware anyway (laughs) uh we got to take a break and we get back i guess we'll continue talking about movies all right we're back from the break if you haven't already bought my book do so go to amazon.com buy my book it's called multi-role clinical supervision and if you're a supervisor clinical supervisor I, I'm guessing that you would benefit from reading it. It's a. I tried to make it easy to read. It's just 120 pages or something, and there's a lot of stories in there and a lot of personal stories that I have. I've, I'm also finding that some people who are going into internship and getting supervisors are also, are also benefiting from reading this because mm. it reveals that whole world to them that they don't know. But that's uh, great. But anyway, okay. So King Arthur, did you watch that movie? Nope. With uh, with uh, Guy Ritchie directed it, it is terrible. So what happened to Guy Ritchie, man? I know. Like seriously, what what's the last good movie he made? Well, I'd have to look at his full. Well, he, the uh, Sherlock Holmes, the first Sherlock Holmes movie was pretty good. Isn't was that, that him? Yeah, I think that's Guy. Oh, Ritchie. the one with the Iron Man was. Yeah. Oh, okay, well that Robert was good Jr. actually. I'm pretty sure that was him. Uh, yeah, I gave this a two out of ten, which means this is not only a terrible movie; it's like insulting. It's like. There are a couple scenes that are kind of okay, but actually, I not giving it. The reason why I didn't give it a one is because the costumes are pretty good and the the cinematography is pretty good, but the story is so bad. It is so jumbled, and I did it, and it was like. But it's the story of King Arthur, right? Right, and 
it the it all you got to do is watch the first scene and you're just like what am i watching there is a elephant so so king arthur's father essentially is in this battle at the very beginning and he's this you know virtuous uh, king knight who yeah. has this magical sword excalibur and he's in this battle and there his castle is being attacked and there's an elephant that is i don't have a good gauge on height but it is it the elephant and and there's people riding on the elephant you know mm-hmm. it's like a battle elephant this elephant is probably 30 stories high oh jeez and and we're in england okay <laughs> and i'm like so this is just a stupid like f- stupid fantasy from space movie you know and the whole thing about king arthur is he may or may not be based on an actual person right. in actual medieval, you know, early medieval. I think like what is like six hundred AD or something, England or I don't know. Is that pre or after the giant elephants went extinct? Right. I mean, not just giant elephants like in Lord of the Rings. We're talking like like elephants the size of a mountain. It, it would they these were gigantic. Like Dune here or something bigger than that. <laughs> Bigger that's than the crazy. worms. Like, it, I was like, what am I... So that's just one element of it, where you're just like... No, elephant. <laughs> but the story is so bad. The story was really? just... The story is so jumbled. And you could tell they spent a lot of money on this movie. Like, there are scenes where you're just like, wow, that that is an epic scene right there. <laughs> and and um, and I, I don't like Charlie Hunnam. Do you know this guy? He's no. the guy from um, uh, Pacific Rim. Hmm. He was also in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I he, think I know who he is, but I've not seen things with him. Cause I, I, he just kind of bugs me. And and I, I'm not one of those people who gets bugged. Like, and is I, he King Arthur? No, yeah. he's yeah. Well, he's right. So, um, like, I like Tom Cruise, and I, I like... Um, you know, I like people who people hate. There, you know, there's not yeah. a lot of actors who really bother me. Well, this is something. Anyway, another movie, Ingrid Goes West, which you didn't see. Aubrey Plaza, Elizabeth Olsen. I gave it an eight out of ten. It's really good. Uh, is that get, a sequel to Fievel or no? Uh, get Out. Did you see that? You saw Get Out, right? Yeah, that was that. That was just last year. Yeah, Jordan Peele. Oh my god, I loved Get Out. Yeah, how? that's like a nine for me. Okay, I gave it an eight. Yeah, I I, I rewatched it recently, and it's it. Still holds, it holds up. up, even with it knowing was such a good experience. Yeah, yeah, stressful like crazy. Yeah. I, I think that movie has supreme rewatchability. Yeah, even even though you know what's happening, each scene is so uh, well presented. You know, <laughs> I'm I mean? pretty sure I saw it twice in the theater, and both times I was riveted. Uh, John Wick Chapter Two came out. Did you oh, see that? I don't even know if I've seen John Wick. Oh, well, my God. You got to see John Wick. That's he's doing all sorts of gun. Yeah, like he's a gunfighter, special agent or something. Or? Yeah, uh, who retired but gets sucked back in. Okay. You know? okay. Um, and John Wick one, I probably gave that a seven. I gave two a six. I hear uh, the action's amazing. Yeah, I mean the stunts are amazing. Keanu Reeves is a legit stuntman. Yeah. One with with his gunplay and because you see him training, you can watch YouTube mm-hmm. videos of him training with the gun and training like martial arts. I saw one of those videos; it's amazing. And he's an amazing driver. So a, a number of the drive, there's a whole, really? there's a lot of driving, interesting driving stunt scenes, you know. And Keanu Reeves is is driving a lot of the time. So John Wick 
two. So am I right that this is a little bit flying under the radar? Or has it been huge? Uh, in certain circles, John Wick one and two is is a big deal. Okay, yeah. Um, if you're if you love Keanu Reeves, like you love these movies, I feel like I tried to watch the first one and I, but it was at at home and I fell asleep because it was late because not, but yeah. not because it wasn't good. Well, the it doesn't have a lot of plot. It's just a lot of shooting and killing <laughs> and stunts and stuff. And so if you like that kind of thing, and the stunts are not like the new the style usual. of stunting where they, you know, fast edits. It's like it's like zooming out, you get to see the full stunt develop, right? Cuz so that's like, how that's how you do trickery with people who can't really do good stunts is you you piece together like a scene. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So John yeah. Wick doesn't do that. We talked about this like with um didn't we talk about the the uh the raid and the raid part 2? Right. Have or no, I haven't seen the. Or no, I have seen the radio. Yeah, yeah. So those movies, right. also were beloved for their action because right. they're doing the old school, like you know the the Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson. Did I did see not that? see that. Um, I gave it a six out of ten. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was watchable. Okay. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hate. I mean, is it just a? Is it a sequel or a recreation? Recreation okay. of the cartoon. Yeah. Um, I thought it was uh, watchable, six out of ten. You know, I might even give it a seven, honestly, if you just sort of kick back and enjoy yourself. But anyway, uh, Alien Covenant, War Machine with Brad Pitt. It's a Netflix. Yeah, movie. I know which one it Did is. Did you see it? I have not seen it. I gave it a five out of ten. It, okay. It's it's fun. It's an interesting. It's an interesting biopic because you get to see American military. You know Iraq, Afghanistan, yeah. depicted in a certain way. It's it's interesting. Logan Lucky, did you see that? Steven Soderbergh, Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig, Logan Lucky. I did not. It's good. Eight out of ten. That's the one. It's a heist movie about NASCAR. Right. I wanted to see that. It's good. It's fine. I actually, you know what I'm realizing? I remember seeing the preview and being like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for this." And Steven Soderbergh, he's and amazing, Steven, right? But then I think I missed when it came out. I, I might not out, even realize that it came out. I saw it the day before the eclipse, so it came out in August. So it just came and went. I missed it. I didn't even know it was out. Boss Baby, have you seen that? Oh yeah, that's hilarious. Hilarious. What number would you give it? Um, that's like a seven, yeah. seven five. Yeah, I gave it a seven. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, also rewatchable. I, I saw that twice. The whole Blackbird thing is cute because so it's good. Like, I thought they wrote that song for me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I cried during that moment. Uh, so yeah, touching movie, interesting premise. Alec Baldwin is such Alec a Baldwin's boss funny. man. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is the dad. Did you know that? Uh, yes, but only from reading the. I actually didn't catch it at first. Oh, by the way, I wonder how because obviously I think Alec Baldwin would have pulled it off anyways. But I think it's it's so helped that he was in Thirty Rock. For all those years, right? Because in our minds, right? I mean, there was Glengarry Glenn Ross and stuff, but in our minds, it's like that's the boss car- character. That's the boss voice. Yeah. yeah. Baby Driver. Oh yeah. What number? I really that? enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, there were things about it that I wanted them to be a little better, but I still really enjoyed it. I probably gave it an eight. Yeah, I gave it an eight too. You yeah. and I. Yeah, today we're pretty aligned. <laughs> there are times when I feel like I have no idea who you are, <laughs> but today I really feel good about yes. that you, because you agree with everything I'm saying. Um, yeah, eight out of ten. <laughs> yeah, right. I give I gave Baby Driver eight out of ten because of the style, 
the the vibe of it, the music, the use of music, yeah. the very straightforward storyline. It's not yeah. overly convoluted. Um, the oh, choices I, they made in terms of like stunts and twists and stuff, I thought was great. I, I now remember why I had a conflicted feeling when you asked me the question. After the fact, when I when the Kevin Spacey stuff came out, yeah, I was li- listening to some interviews with um, the guy from the guy who's in it, who was also in The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, he's in a new TV show on Netflix called The Punisher. Have you seen right, it? The Punisher. No, I haven't seen it, but I, I oh, I saw the first episode actually. Yeah, um, did anyways, you like it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun. He's he was saying how Kevin Spacey was basically a, a dick. Oh, really? And how disappointed because he it was like a a hero to him before he had met him, and then he worked, and the guy was apparently insufferable. Uh, yeah, uh, Logan. Oh my God! Again, actually. I don't know why people would be saying that Thor was like their Logan. To me, was the best Marvel movie yet. Maybe even right. more than Guardians. Maybe okay. I don't. So know. what number you give it? Nine or ten? I think Logan for me was a nine. I gave it a seven. I could see totally how people would rank this very high, I, I but but I gave it a seven because I feel like. I seek out these kinds of movies a lot, and so I feel like it it wasn't as it didn't feel as new to as me new. as people were making it out to be. You know what I mean? Certainly, there are movies like this that are, don't take place in a superhero universe right. that have been great. Right. So I, I feel like if you're fully in, inundated with Marvel movies, this or X Men movies as well. This movie comes along, Logan, and you're just like, oh my god, so refreshing, so amazing. But to me, I was like. Well, I've always sort of rejected the sort of Hollywood version of these movies anyway. And so, anyway, it just, it, it was a seven. I really liked it. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, the live action Beauty and the Beast. Did, <laughs> did you see did that? not see that. I did. Five out of 10. It's, you know, it's fine. Really? Yeah, okay. it's okay. You know, it's five out of 10. I had no interest. It, if you like that sort of thing, like it's a musical, right? But yeah. I don't, I'm getting so tired of remakes. Yeah. I just found out. What was the movie I just found out that just came out like five years ago, it seems? Maybe it's 10. But like every new, every other day, it's like, oh, they're remaking. They're remaking. They're remaking. Yeah. It yeah. used to be like uh, they're remaking such and such movie. And you're like, I've never heard of that. Well, it came out 40 years ago. Yeah. Like, okay, well, fine. <laughs> Atomic Blonde, Charlize Theron. Did not see it. Uh, I gave it a five out of 10. Oh, I thought it was better. Like it is. It's like there it. are some amazing, similar to John Wick okay. and Jackie Chan, amazing stunts um, that Charlize Theron and other people commit in this. Is and it the story? Is not the story is like pretty jumbled. Yeah, I see. Um, it's based on a I think a graphic novel, and so maybe you could fault the graphic novel, the original. But anyway, Wonder Woman. Oh, I, I, how is this possible, dude? This is so a lot many of movies stuff to happen in one. Uh, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, if we were even just five years ago, we, if we just had one of these good superhero movies yeah, come out in, in one year, you'd just be like, "Oh my god, what yeah. a great year!" I feel like eighty-five percent of Wonder Woman was like a ten for me. Yeah, <laughs> and the other fifteen percent was like a six for me. So what's so the overall score? I would average it out to an eight. Yeah, I gave it a seven. Uh, yeah. I could have given it an eight. You, similar to what you're saying, I don't know what fifteen for me. Well, it was the last, yeah, the last fifteen percent. There were a couple of little bits in the middle, but that that's nitpicky. It's the ending sequence. Yeah, that that whole 
part was a little underwhelming. Yeah. And it could have been better. Right. The the thing that they should have done for my, you know, viewing a pleasure was set up that she has a power that she has to, that she does, like, the way, spoiler, the way she wins is she uses this ray that comes yeah. out of her wrists, right. you know? And it's like, I'm not that familiar with Wonder Woman yeah. to know that she has that. And two, how did she know she could do it? It felt like a deus ex machina there for a little bit. Yeah. Because you're right. It wasn't a thing that the whole movie... I, okay, sure, they were saying, find your true center or whatever, right? But it wasn't a thing where the whole movie, she's trying to reach this next level. And finally, right. she went to you know uh, the fi- her final form. You right. know? <laughs> and the whole movie felt very real and grounded. And even though they're on that island and they're wearing all that ridiculous like headdresses and yeah. armor and everything, it felt, it felt real. Yeah, like when they were fighting on the beach, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Th- but when they enter that last sequence, it's like, it's Fantasy. just that typical... Uh, DC way that yeah. you make it's the same thing happened in Justice League that is yeah. the same exact criticism I'd have and Batman v Superman like it's the big it, CGI battle at the end and it and it it looks like a dumb cartoon and, and by the way Avengers had the same problem at the end too. totally the aliens fly down through a hole now it's all crazy shit totally <laughs> it's so dumb and it's like it's like we enter the computer of some guy at ILM right. or some other place. <laughs> and it's like, that's where I am. You know, I'm no longer in the real world. I'm no longer yeah. watching like actual people running around. It's like, I well, can tell. Not only, uh, so I completely agree. And the, some of the best action sequences is when she's fighting many humans at a time that are firing their guns. Like when she's, remember when she's making it through the dead man's zone? Uh-huh. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Know? So I felt like, Th- that ending sequence could have used a little bit more of more more fighting in those traditional ways but. or just make it real short you know like yeah. there are movies i can't remember which one i was watching where i was like oh they they wrapped that up real quick well like guardians the first guardians of the galaxy the everyone complained like in most marvel movies that the bad guy was a, a bit forgettable but remember they didn't drag out that final that final face to face battle with him Okay. They do the thing where he's basically gonna win, but um, but what's his name? I'm trying to remember uh, the scene actually. It, it's because it, um, he's the only one. He thinks he's the only one who can wield oh, right, the right, power right, stone. Right. And stuff. Yeah, right. That that. Right. And then there's a there's a joke in there when yeah. he's dancing. Yeah. And, you know, and it and it gets wrapped up real quick. Yeah. Like another writer would have been like, okay, we got to have like an epic battle. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially because the guy dies, right? Exactly. And and it's and it, he doesn't come back in another movie like right. he's just gone and so yeah absolutely okay uh, War for Planet of the Apes directed I by haven't seen it Matt Reeves I gave it uh, do you like these movies I do well you got to see this one because I uh, it started with the uh, the prequel right where uh, they're doing the experiments on the chimp and he ex- escapes or whatever and yeah I loved this whole series yeah me too but I haven't seen the new one the new one is. A very good ending because okay. essentially it's the ending. Uh, if they make another one beyond this, it would be like jumping Return to the planet. Well, it would be like jumping forward when humans rise up. You know I what see. I mean? Yeah. But it's the end of the Caesar story. Got it. You know that the main monkey. Yeah. Oh, I gotta see it. Not monkey, but ape. But um, eight out of ten. I gave it eight out of ten. Woody Harrelson is very good in this. Oh, he's a, he's an evil guy in this. Yeah. And this Steve Zahn plays one of the apes and is hilarious. Do you know who Steve Zahn is? Uh, no. He is just hilarious. Who is he? Um, I'm trying to think what movie he's in. 
um, I don't know. If you if you Googled him, okay. you'd be like, oh, yeah, Steve's. Dunkirk? Right. We, we talked about it. I haven't seen it. Uh, I gave it 8 out of 10. I, I, oh, only 8? Yeah, I mean, 8's I, pretty good. I, I, mean, I know, I know, I know it's really good for you, but I the way... You described it. I actually thought it'd be like a nine for you. No, it, it's it's an it's a very good movie, and okay, you got to sit down and in the dark and really watch this movie. Like it's not something you got to experience the whole soundscape and the I the see. cinematography and and it, it's interesting because it's basically just a recreation oh. of of that event it's not there's no plot <laughs> there's no story you know yeah um, I, i'm also sorry i actually confused i had a conversation about it with my friend michael who was telling me about the the visuals and the experience and and he was gushing about it so i for a second i thought that i had talked to you about it but yeah. you're right uh chips with dax shepherd directing Chips, chips you know chips yeah the TV show they made a movie wait a minute with michael pina Pena, they, this I can't believe I missed this. I, n- I now remember I think seeing a preview, but so they, they actually made a movie. It's terrible. I gave it two out oh. of ten. It, it has some funny scenes, but it is it is just terribly written and okay. like the tone is just bad. Twenty One Jump Street was funny, right? So you know, I gave Baywatch a five out of ten. So I don't mind an adolescent humor yeah. movie. You know, it's fine. so. This one you give it a what? It's a two. A two because <laughs> it's actually not funny. It's okay. it, it has like a couple moments, but most of it you're you know how when you're watching a movie and you're like oh you're trying to be funny but it's not funny right you know it's like that that was that whole scene was set up to to make me laugh but it doesn't. and it really is not funny yeah uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Um, Tom, oh, Hall, yeah. Tom Holland, Michael Keaton. That's another another. You're right. Like another good superhero movie the same year. How, how, what, how many out of 10? Um, so I love the humor. I love the actor. Uh, I like Kevin. What's his name? Uh, Tom Holland? Th- no, no. The, the bad guy. Michael uh, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Sorry. Um, I love the visuals, all that stuff. The story still left some to be desired, and yeah. there were some very convenient things so overall i guess i'd give it a seven yeah i gave it a seven which is a solid movie to watch yeah uh, entertaining doesn't have a lot of problems but not like an amazing they, they weren't setting out to make a dunkirk you know yeah. what i mean they were setting out to make a, a fun movie about spider-man what? And, and in this movie i will say they uh they they caught the ball and then they ran it into the end right zone. You exactly know what I mean? it, it's like there's there's very little setup. In fact, Robert Downey Jr. is barely in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, no, but he's in is, it. He's in it, but barely. You, you know? make a great point. This is a great example of they focused on its movie, right. and then they added a little bit of sugar. Right. There was no Batman staring out over the wasteland with a giant Omega in the ground. <laughs> there was no Flash coming, you know, where the hell Flash? You know, like, there was <laughs> or none the of... scene with... Uh, which, again, I did like the movie, but... The scene where they're showing the camera video feeds of all the new Justice League's potential members. God. Yeah. It was basically a commercial. Like, that That scene, I'm like, why are we... Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kong Skull Island? Did not, did not watch. Oh. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a 6 out of 10 because it was... I give the first half like a, like a 7 or 6. 
the last half I would give like a four or five. It, the first half is like it felt like King Kong from the seventies with with Kurt uh-huh. Russell in it and stuff. You know, it felt like an updated kind of version of that. You know, uh, you, you but know, the last half was just like. You know, tons of dinosaurs attacking yeah. and just like all that stuff that I don't care about. And, you know. What I find sad about these uh, movies, like King Kong, uh, Godzilla, Tarzan, or something, when I was a kid in the in the early eighties, it was still possible to imagine, especially as a kid, that there were parts of the world right. that were so undiscovered. That you could have a building-sized gorilla. Or, a hou- that, say, a house-sized. A house-sized gorilla. Yeah. Or you could have, not a Godzilla, but you could have a beast rise up from the waters. Or something. Yeah, Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, you could imagine that there were these places that Indiana Jones could visit that were so, whatever. And I know Indiana Jones took place in the past anyways. But I, I could really imagine, yeah, the world is so big and I know so little of it. Nowadays... Uh, not that I travel, but it's so easy to look stuff up, and there's right. maps all. Of, so it sort of makes me like, yeah, there is no, there is no King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so that does it for all the movies. Um, which you know, I should say a lot of really great movies for 2017. Yeah. Uh, TV shows. I'm just going to read them off real fast. Stranger Things two, Big Little Lies, Game of Thrones seven, Twin Peaks reboot or you know sequel. Do you know I've never seen Twin Peaks. Um, I'm not surprised by that. Most people haven't. I was a super fan uh, back. In, I was 20 years old. Me and my friends were super fans. But is, wasn't Twin Peaks taking place late 80s, early 90s? It came out in 89, 90, I think, around there. Yeah, I was def. I was I was in college, so it was it was okay. Whatever, 90 or something. Because I was in high school when it was still on, and it was just either too late at night or I. I just never saw it. I well, never even watched one episode. I don't recommend it, honestly, because I rewatched it not too long ago, and there are there's it's basically a soap opera okay. that that is in the mind of David Lynch, you know. Yeah, and there are certain storylines that they focus on that are just boring. Like okay. the the James character, I just was never interested in him, and and they sp- and I would actually fast forward through those scenes. But, I've but stopped- there's. There's yeah. other scenes that are just amazing. I mean, if you like David Lynch, I mean, which I do, I love. So you there were uh, there's about half of that show that that's really great. I started watching it recently because they have it on Netflix, I think, the original. Okay, and I saw the first two episodes. Okay, so you know I've seen him arrive at the town, and I've seen him. There's the, the mystery, the yeah. body washed up on the water, whatever. Did you like it? I'm liking it. Yeah. So at the time, imagine that, right? Yeah. Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And this is on television. Yeah. You know, b- back when I couldn't even afford to rent a VCR tape. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And and you could watch it and with your friends and just like, right. oh my God, what's that? It was sort of like Lost. It, yeah, felt, yeah. it felt very much like Lost, you know, all the mysteries. That makes sense. It was quite a departure from the TV shows of the time. Right. Uh, American Vandal. Did you watch that? No. It's it's uh, <laughs> this. It's a mockumentary kind of, and okay. it is about a uh, a kid who gets accused of riding twenty three dicks on <laughs> the teacher's cars at, in the parking lot. Okay, it's a high school kid, and and so the whole thing is like who who wrote the twenty three dicks? 
and and they show the penises all anyway, <laughs> and and it's like it's in that uh, making a murder style documentary. Okay. Um, I only watched the first couple episodes because I got kind of bored. But okay. uh, Legion, did you watch Legion? Nope. Uh, I watched the first half and got kind of bored. Uh, Black Mirror season season four, The Crown two, which I'm in the middle of watching. Well, Black Mirror season three came out this year too. No, the, the the current one is season four. Right, that one just came out. Oh, 2018. Anyway, but season three came out last year too. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah. The Crown two season two, amazing. I, I love that show. It's so good. Uh, the new Star Trek TV show, which I haven't seen, because I, I don't have that channel. I, I haven't caught up on the latest Star Trek shows, like anything after the original. Yeah, <laughs> uh, This Is Us was a big show. Gypsy, Thirteen Reasons Why, uh, X Files started up again. Fargo season three, which I have on DVD. I'm gonna Man, watch. I haven't that. seen any of this stuff. Uh, Fargo is amazing, yeah. and it's watchable. It's only like ten episodes okay. per. Um, American, the American season five, man, was I into the Americans this year? I watched all five seasons in like the span of a couple of months. So I get confused. So there, I, I started watching the man in the high tower. I've only seen the first episode. Yeah. I watched that too. That's okay. the, the Germans won the war. Yeah. And, or actually the U S never even, I don't, don't tell me, don't say, okay. <laughs> but it is the, the whole Nazi things. In, the Nazis. In the yeah. But the Americans is Russians, right? Living in America. Living in America. Okay. In the eighties. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty season three. Yeah. The Punisher, which we talked about. Will and Grace got started up again. What? Yeah. Big oh. Big Mouth. Have you seen that that cartoon on Netflix, Big Mouth? Big Mouth. No. You should watch it. You might like it. Okay. It's it's um, raunchy cartoon humor. Okay. About, I think, ninth graders. And anyway, you just have to watch it. It's- I think, wasn't the comeback season two this last year? Oh, I don't know. With Lisa Kudrow? I don't know. American Gods, which I recently started watching. Uh, Neil Gaiman, have you? Yeah, so I, I mean, I wanted to read the book, so I, I sort of didn't want to watch the show until I read the book. The show, I think you have to be high when you watch it or something, because <laughs> okay. it's really psychedelic in a lot of ways. And it doesn't, I'm, I think I'm on episode three or four, and there still isn't a plot. It's okay. still just like a lot of, you know, the main character being confused, you I know. See. Anyway. Uh, She's Gotta Have It, the TV show, Spike Lee. Handma- so that's based on his movie? I think so, yeah. Oh. Uh, Handmaiden's Tale, Blackish, Outlander, which I actually started watching and got bored with. The first few episodes were amazing of Outlander. Um, the final season of Girls, I think, um, and many others. Okay, so let's go into people who passed away. Who, who do you know passed away this year? Carrie Fisher. That's right. Or wait, was she this year? 2017, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I think she so. was late 2016. Was it? I think... I don't know. I think she died. Well, she died recently. I think she's dead, man. Who, who <laughs> else? Um, No one else died last year. No, a lot of people. I don't know. You don't remember? I do. I don't. Chris Cornell? That was in 2017. That was. David Cassidy? Partridge Wait, Family? Chris Cornell was really last year? Yeah. Wow. Jim Neighbors, Gomer Pyle. Yeah. Fats Domino. Uh, the guy who played Benson. Did you ever watch that TV show, no. Benson? Tom Petty. Yeah, Tom Petty. Monty Hall from Let's Make a Deal. Okay. Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Wait, that was, wow. Uh, John Hillerman. He was the sidekick on Magnum P.I. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Charles Bradley, a soul singer that I saw huh. play live. Harry Dean Stanton from Repo Man, Pretty in Pink, and Alien. Remember Harry, Harry Dean Stanton? No. You'd recognize him if you okay. saw him. Uh, you, do you remember Repo Man? No. Do you remember Pretty in Pink? Yes. The dad? Yes. Harry Dean Stanton. Oh. Uh, Malcolm Young from ACDC? Yeah. Jerry Lewis? So I know all the musicians pretty much. <laughs> Jerry Lewis, man. Yeah, that's a big deal. Glenn Campbell. Uh, Ralphie May, the comedian. It's crazy. Sam Shepard from, uh, he, he always plays like gruff, older military guys. Um, John Hurd, the dad from Home Alone. Oh. Martin Landau from. Wait, they show the dad in Home Alone? Yeah. Okay. I've never seen Home Alone or Home Alone 2. You haven't seen Home I've Alone? I've never seen Home Alone. Yeah, so the dad, so. The, oh, I mean, I know the. The premise seems to be they go on a vacation without him. And yeah, they, leave, they accidentally leave him behind. And the bad guys try to break in, and right. he breaks them. Yeah. Yeah. I must break you. Yeah. Uh, Martin Landau from Space 1999 and, and Ed Wood and many other things. Martin Landau died? Yeah. Holy crap. Adam West died. Wait, no. I know Martin Landau died, but that was last year. Yeah. That's crazy. Adam West. Batman. Adam West, right. Greg Allman from the Allman Brothers. Yep. Roger Moore. No. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. When did Roger Moore die? This year. Shut up. I know. The oh, Saint. The original Bond. <laughs> now, I know he's not the original, but he was my original Bond because that's oh, really? the first Bond I ever experienced. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, Roger Moore was an amazing Bond. He 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 gets a, a short shrift. Because, is that the right phrase? <laughs> a shrift. Be, because Shrifty. When, when I was a kid, everyone loved... The original Bond, right. you know, and 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 everyone, you know, the um, what's his face, Sean, Mish Murray, pretty. Um, but when you watch the Roger Moore movies, actually, those are some of my favorite Bond movies. Yeah, dude, Octopussy is the Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah, uh, the Golden Gun, um, the Man with the Golden Gun, uh, Live and Let Die. Although Moonraker is pretty bad. Moonraker, as a whole, is a bad movie, but there are parts of Moonraker that are still really good. Yeah. I I think what what happened is that that was the height of the ludicrous right. stuff, right? And eighties. I mean, come on. yeah. But uh, but Roger Moore, I to me that was the iconic Bond because when I was a kid, the the only movies they would show on TV usually were all the Roger Moore ones. So I only knew of Roger Moore. It wasn't until I was like fifteen that I watched Doctor No. Uh, well, it's funny because I was in a, a when I was in high school, junior high. I was I watched James Bond movies all the time, just uh-huh. like all the time. <laughs> and I'm ashamed of it now because I recently rewatched Goldfinger, and I'm just like, this is a massively misogynistic movie. Oh yeah, oh, but as a kid, time. man, it was just amazing. And um, George Lazenby was actually my quintessential Bond. Okay, because that's a good movie, by the way. He he just had he just sort of he he embodies a kind of gritty like roger moore was too pretty and too smooth you know and um which is why i thought of him as the bond yeah and sean connery (laughs) um felt i don't know just something else but george lazenby felt he had the perfect combination of like uh of refinement and english sort of (laughs) but also kind of tough and blah blah blah. anyway i i i definitely wouldn't agree with you there but i i will say he did play a great bond and that movie was actually a really good bond right, movie right right it's totally under yeah. undervalued yeah 
Um, Whereas sadly, like Timothy Dalton was a dud, even though he's I, a great actor. I thought he was going to be an amazing Bond yeah. because, and, and then I thought, what's his face was going to be an amazing. Here's Brosnan. Yeah, everyone wanted him to be Bond, but but I think the movies were just bad. You know. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know how much. To I recently fault. rewatched one of the uh, Brosnan movies. Um, I can't remember which one, and I was, and I was the, <laughs> the one, one with North, Christmas Jones or whatever. Um, it's North Korea is involved, where in he it. starts in a prison. He's like a prisoner yeah. of war, and, and I was like, my god, this yeah, is dude. bad. It, it's it's really bad because with Timothy, Timothy Dalton, a lot of it was the direction. But I will say, The Living Daylights is a good movie. I need to rewatch that one. It's just that he's too dry, yeah, and too serious. But but then the second movie was terrible. Yeah. That's the one where it's against the drug cartel in Colombia, oh. and the, the the truck, the semi goes on. It's it does like the little wheelie on the sides. It's yeah. really bad. When I was a kid, uh, there was very few things to watch. We didn't have cable because yeah. you know cable was kind of rare in the in the early eighties, right? And there were very few things to watch on TV. And one of the things that was on late night um, or reruns was The Saint. Which yeah. was Roger Moore, right? And it was episodic. It was basically episodic James James Bond yeah. episodes. And man, did I love that movie or that, that show, TV yeah. show? I watched it every it night. Was great. I thought he was so cool. My grandmas were addicted to it, so they were always watching it. I really? loved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a great show because it's down to earth. You know, it's not it's not fantastical. Right. You know. It's sort of like every episode he runs into some kind of situation and he has to sort of figure his way out of it. And he has like little little ways of disguising himself and yeah. gadgets and stuff. I just love it. Anyway. Down so, to earth like Riptide was. <laughs> <laughs> you and I loved Riptide. God, we should watch an episode of Riptide. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, actually. That helicopter was so cool. That's what we should do for some episodes. We should watch an old 80s episode of something we, we liked. And just comment. And then comment on it. Or do a whole session. Like, we'll do a... <laughs> other, other deaths, 2017, Frank Vincent. He was... Uh, he's in Goodfellas. He's the go-get-your-shoe-shine box guy. Oh. Powers Booth was amazing. Right. He uh, was uh, in... Like, he was the guy in Tombstone, the bad guy in Tombstone. And he was also the Air, Air Force pilot who crashed in... Well, uh, not Wolverines, but um, uh, Wolverines. What's that movie called? Wolverines. I don't know if I've seen that movie. Oh, Red Dawn. Oh, I, I never, it? I never watched Red Dawn. It's a good movie. Is that with Kurt Russell? No, no. It's with Swayze and um, all those guys. Actually, Harry Dean Stanton, I think, is the dad in that oh, movie. Kurt Russell's in Escape from L.A. Yeah, and New York. Which I, so I never watched those, nor Red Dawn. My God. But I think part of the reason, I wonder if, they must have shown them in Colombia, but the Red Scare was not as big of a deal in Colombia. Right. Well, but Red Dawn is, it holds up. Red Does Dawn, it? yeah. It's about, it takes place in, in the Northwest. And Russia invades, right? Well, it's not Russia. It's Russian backed, like Russia oh, okay. backs Mexico or someone, oh, okay. and Mexico invades or oh, something okay. like that. And then then they occupy uh, a large portion of America. And these high school kids, because they're good with trucks and hunting and they 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 like escape into the hills and they become basically like uh, insurgents. So it's an NRA uh, advertisement. (laughs) And, you know, it it's sort of like Lord of the Flies because you have these high school kids in the woods and they have to survive, and they also have conflicts, and, and they're scared. Like they they portray the emotional 
fear and the yeah. sadness and the, you know. Anyway, um, Aaron Moran, Joni from Happy Days died. Joni <gasps> what? From, from Happy Days. Aw. I feel like there were a lot of deaths in 2017 that didn't pass by my Facebook feed or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Whereas 2016 was I felt like death, I, yeah, death, death. I heard death. about every death. Aaron Moran, I mean, Joni from Happy Days, I, I mean, I can't tell you what Happy Days and Laverne <laughs> and Shirley meant to me oh, really? as Laverne a child. We, I remember, you know, late 70s, I was, you know, six, seven years old, and my whole family would sit around and watch Happy Days every week. I think it was like Tuesdays at seven or something. That was, was like one that. of the family shows. Yeah. And then Laverne and Shirley was right after. <laughs> and we would watch it, and my brother would lay on his stomach in front of the TV, and I would lay on top of him on his back. <laughs> and then my sister, or we'd all lay down in this humongous beanbag that we had, and we would watch oh. Happy Days. So I have a very warm memory of, and then even Joni Loves Chachi, the spinoff from Happy Days. Watched, watched oh, that a lot. Too. Wait a minute. That's a that was a show. Yeah, J- yeah. Joni loves Chachi was a spinoff from Happy Days. And oh. actually, Laverne and Shirley is a spinoff from Happy Days. No. Yeah. So what? originally, Laverne and Shirley were characters, sort of secondary characters in Happy okay, Days. Okay, you're sort of you're really actually blowing my mind right now because I watched Happy Days as a kid. However, I never watched Joni Loves Chachi. Not only that, I didn't know it was a show. I thought that when people say Joni Loves Chachi, they are referring to Happy Days, but like as in uh, Joni Loves Chachi or something. I never knew they were referring to a TV show. I think it only lasted for a couple seasons or something. And I certainly did not know Laverne and Shirley was a spinoff. Yeah, this was like when Roots came out. Wow. Love Boat, Fantasy Island, all that stuff. Okay, Charlie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's brother died. Don Rickles. Right. Chuck Berry. Uh, Joni Sledge from Sister Sledge. Judge Wapner. Judge Wapner. Wait, who was Judge Wapner? From the people, the People's the Court. The People's Court? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bill Paxton. Oh, my God, right. Yeah. That was a shock. Yeah. Aliens, Twister, Apollo 13. What, do we know what he died of? Uh, no. Big Love. Fra- he was young. Frailty is amazing. I Ooh. love Frailty. Yeah. Weird Science. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nightcrawler. He's the other guy. Right. Tombstone, Edge of Tomorrow. I mean, he must have been in his 60s or something. He wasn't that old. Yeah. Uh, Norma McCorvey was Jane Rowe from Roe vs. Wade. Okay. She died. Uh, Al Jarreau. Some fly by night. <laughs> some fly by day. What the hell? <laughs> Moonlighting. You need to... First of all, I've never seen it. I've never heard whatever you're doing. You need to karaoke that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I should. That Moonlighting was Bruce Willis and... Uh, and um, Sybil Shepard. Um, Al Jarreau was an amazing 80s and 90s, probably 70s, R&B, soul, kind of easy listening <laughs> singer. And he had a very distinctive way of singing his vowels. You know, it's, it, he had a very sort of plastic mouth, you know. <laughs> Some fly by day. You know, he had a very weird kind of singing style. Anyway, uh, Richard Hatch... Uh, Apollo from the original Battlestar Galactica. Oh, wow. John Hurt, another guy from Alien. Mary Tyler Moore died. And you might appreciate this. The woman from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels died. <gasps> no. Yeah. Glenn, well, Glenn Headley. Head, Headley. Glenn oh. Headley. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. 
So that's 36 notable people in my, you know, people that I know who, who died. Yeah. Um, uh, of the people who died, these are the 30, 36 of them I know. Wow. Um, which means, but I think in 2016, there was like, there was like 50 or 60 people that I, you know, famous people that I knew of who. Yeah. Were 2016 was weird. Yeah. I actually way. did an analysis on that whole thing and I was trying to find it, my notes for it, but, and 2016 was like, I, you know, people are like, it feels like so many people are dying this year. Um, and it actually was in terms of like, it's right. hard to measure. Cause it's like, well, how do you measure like a celebrity death versus sure. a non-celebrity death? But, but it actually did anyway. So what do we think? What's the gestalt on 2017? Okay. I think a lot of people did not feel good about 2017. Um, I feel personally, it was a fine year for me. But I see a lot of the world, in my opinion, notched down a couple of notches in 2017. Why was it a good year for you? Uh, just, you know, like professionally and personally, it, it, I can't complain. And there were many positives. Okay. But for the world, I feel like things have not, things got a little worse in the world in 2017. For the podcast, I would say that it was a good year in that it <coughs> excuse me was a year that I I feel like I really kind of hit the stride with how many episodes I could make mm-hmm. that I felt were good enough to publish. And it was a good solid year for Patreon and for sponsorships right. and and that kind of thing and so um it was an imp- so Two and a half years ago ish was when we started Patreon. Right. Late twenty fifteen. And so twenty sixteen was like, oh great, you know, we're getting a lot of patrons, which mm-hmm. was great. And then twenty seventeen was like, oh, we're getting even more patrons. Right. You know, so it it felt like, hey, you know, this is like a legitimate job for us now. Right. You know? Um, all right. Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there, and thanks for joining us during 2016. Let's head into 2018 and make a, another... Uh, so you skipped a year there. what I do? <laughs> you said, thanks for joining us for 2016. What? What? I was thanking them for joining us. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. You just skipped a year. It's fine. <laughs> I, I can skip a year. I can skip two years. <laughs> I don't want to thank anyone for joining us for 2017. <laughs> I can skip 2017 Pe- with no handlebars. People who joined us for 2017 can just fuck off. <laughs> Uh, please take care of yourself because you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs>